you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. NFL Now is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. Hey, everybody, welcome to another hour of NFL Now here in the NFL LA Newsroom. Patrick Claibon here with Bucky Brooks, who's set to go to the HBCU Combine pretty soon here. Should we be fine. Get on a bird. Get to see some of the top prospects trying to make their push to professional football. Of course, he's paying attention to the draft, but we've got some news in the realm of professional football coming into this NFL Network newsroom, courtesy of Mike Garofolo earlier today. It's what's news, new right now. Welcome in to Ian Rappaport and Mike. Uh, Derek Carr is going to be making a visit to New York. What can you tell us? Patrick, we told you once Derek Carr became a free agent, actually, he told you he would be able to speak to, quote, all my friends. That's how he phrased it. What that means is he could talk to all the other 31 teams. The Raiders had only given him permission to visit the Saints. So he did that one visit before he became a free agent. Now that he's free, he's beginning this leg of the tour with the New York Jets. He will visit them this weekend. The Jets employ Todd Downing, who was his quarterback's coach, uh, an offensive coordinator for a bit while he was with the Raiders. Uh, Carr and his camp have been clear that they are going to take their time and evaluate all their options. And their options still include the New Orleans Saints, despite the fact that they didn't agree to that trade at the time. It was more about, I want to become a free agent. I want to explore all my options. I want to go at my own pace. And Ian, he's got the luxury of going at his own pace right now because free agency doesn't open until next month. So he's got a couple of weeks now to play with here as he decides his future. Now, this is all about deadlines, right? And Derek Carr does not need to make a deal until his deadline, which is basically the start of the tampering period. He wants a leg up on all the other free agent quarterbacks. He has got it. This is now his time to take some visits, talk to some guys, and see where it all ends. We know, as you mentioned, he has visited the New Orleans Saints. Sounds like that went very well. They are very much in the mix here. The Jets make sense, too, although it is obvious that Aaron Rodgers would be their top choice if they had their druthers of free agent quarterbacks. I mean, I think that would be the case for many Many teams, Aaron Rodgers is still Aaron Rodgers, and I think Derek Carr knows that. 
going into the visit. Rodgers is in the darkness. We don't know what he is going to do. So if Rodgers stays dark, I guess, or whatever, decides to not be someone who is going to be traded, then Derek Carr, I think, makes a ton, ton of sense for the Jets. So we will see if he ends up taking another visit after this before coming to his final decision. All right, moving on again. A man who's no stranger to visits, it's Eric Bieniemy uh, Visiting the Commanders, what can you tell us about that, and when might we get a decision, Ian? For the second straight day, Eric Bieniemy is back in the building for the Washington Commanders. Also had dinner with them the night before yesterday, which I think that would be Wednesday. Yesterday is Thursday, and today is Friday. I think that's right. So Eric mm-hmm. Bieniemy is still there. It sounds like they are having discussions about a contract and you know, try, really trying to close this thing. And I think for the Washington Commanders, the enemy is their choice, has always been their choice, really probably from the beginning. Uh, it's really just a matter of concluding this deal and making sure that he is, in fact, their offensive coordinator. It is trending in the right direction, but that does not mean it is done. Obviously, when it is, uh, we will bring it to you. But I think for the enemy, this makes a lot of sense, Mike. I mean, he's not the uh, primary play caller in Kansas City. For a defensive head coach in Ron Rivera, he would be. Perhaps that gets him on the head coach track again. Andy Reid has done all he could to tell people publicly and privately that Eric Bieniemy plays a huge role in scheming up their offense and calling the plays. But this is Bieniemy's way of saying, all right, if you still don't believe it, watch me go somewhere else and perform well as an offensive coordinator. Maybe then you will believe it. And if he can work with whether it's Sam Howell or whoever versus working with Patrick Mahomes and do well, certainly he would make his case. And I mentioned Mahomes because Matt Nagy, uh, as Ian mentioned on Twitter earlier, is the top candidate to replace the enemy as the offensive coordinator with the Kansas City Chiefs. I know that there were other teams. i got to stop knocking this over. Uh, I know there were other teams uh, that showed interest in Nagy for their open offensive coordinator jobs in recent weeks, but Nagy saw how this was potentially going with the enemy and said, do I want an offensive coordinator job with Patrick Mahomes or do I not want Patrick Mahomes? with my, I, I'll take Patrick Mahomes. Thank you very much. So uh, it's not a shoe in He's a top candidate. They'll do uh, an entire process there. But Matt Nagy could very well be the next coordinator of the Kansas City Chiefs. Well, so get to maintain some continuity there after seeing uh, Eric Bieniemy hoist the Lombardi Trophy through the streets of uh, Kansas City for the second time in, in the last four years. Ian, let, let's look over at... Some contracts now. Aaron Jones switching his contract around a little bit with Green Bay. What can you tell us there? Aaron Jones took a $5 million pay cut to stay in Green Bay, which I know sounds like a lot, and it is a lot. uh, But it's also kind of what was expected, I think, from all sides. Brian Gutekunst was asked a couple weeks ago if he expected Aaron Jones back, and he did, and I think most knew it just would not be at that number. He signed originally a four-year deal. It was considered to be a two-year deal with some big numbers on the back end with the thought always that those numbers would be reduced to basically what the first couple years were. So he's still on the books for 12 million next year. This year he's gonna make 11, uh, 8.52 of that comes in a signing bonus. Now he adds his guarantees before he had $16 million on the books, no guarantees. I don't know if anybody cares about any of this. The main thing is that he is going to return with the Packers at a very reasonable price, so that's good. I care, Ian. I care. Yeah. Aaron Jones is a nice guy. He deserves his money. I'm glad he's getting some money now as opposed to some hypothetical money later. These are our insiders. Thanks to Ian Rappaport and Mike Garofolo. You got to know the history of the game if you want to be great. Walter Payton's, Barry Sanders, Emma Smith, Adrian Peterson's. You want to be one of the greatest running backs. Touchdown! Saquon Barkley! Touchdown! Shock him out of clutch and it busts down. 
Alright, so these are the notable free agents for the Giants in 2023. Most notable, Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley. So let's discuss the road ahead for the G-Men. Judy Batista joining myself and Bucky Brooks. Where do the Giants even start, Judy? Well, they start with Daniel Jones. General Manager Joe Shane said at his end-of-the-year press conference they want Daniel Jones back. Um, He's done everything they asked him to do. The Giants got back to the playoffs this year, won a playoff game. They ideally would like to have him under a multi-year contract. They don't want to have to use their franchise tag on him. If they get him under a multi-year deal, that would free them to use the franchise tag potentially on Saquon Barkley. Joe Shane was a little bit more non-committal talking about Saquon Barkley. He said, we'd like to have him back if it works out. So we will see if it works out on a long-term deal. But they could also use the franchise tag on Saquon. You know, when you think about Saquon and what he brings to the table, he is everything for this offense. And I love the offense that Brian Dayball has put together. You think about Mike Kafka and Dayball putting it together so Daniel Jones can have success. Saquon is a big part of that. Fiscally, it makes sense to go after the quarterback first and then the running back. When you look at the franchise tag, look, it is easier to deal with the franchise tag on running backs than on quarterbacks. And when you think about the mileage that Saquon Barkley has on those tires, you just don't know. How long do you want to commit for a running back? Because you don't want to get caught holding the bag. Big contract for a running back that starts to decline. That's why the Giants are opting for the quarterback as opposed to the running back in this situation. And over on NFL.com, I was looking at your 1.0 mock draft. You have them taking the wide receiver Zay Flowers out of B.C. Why do you think they need to add out there at the wide opposition? I mean, you saw them in the playoffs against the Philadelphia Eagles. Like, they can't score. And the only way they're going to be able to score, they got to upgrade what they have on the outside. When you saw the free agent list, Look, they're losing a bunch of playmakers on the perimeter, and they need to upgrade it. So you need a number one receiver to come in there. Whether that's Zay Flowers or someone else, you need a true number one on the outside to help Daniel Jones be able to really flourish as a passer. And, Judy, looking at the options here uh, for the Giants and how they build towards 2023, what what do you see uh, them doing uh, coming up in March? I see them adding playmakers, and, uh, again, I see them keeping Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley somehow. Somehow, somehow, some way, thanks to Judy Batista and Bucky Brooks. As we look at the Giants in the road ahead for their 2023 season, got to try to figure out how to keep those two guys around. Speaking of, Bucky has a certain quarterback at number one on his top quarterback prospects. It's a Buckeye. What does C.J. Stroud need to do to be 101? That's coming up next on NFL Now. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs, 
Yeah, like check out these hair. Pl- I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. <laughs> hey, hey, stranger. I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that saying? with everyone you meet? Some people try to act like they. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. Though. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. We're back on NFL now in the NFL Combine presented by Noble, where a dream that starts small can get big and a name that's unknown can become the future. Next is here, the 2023 NFL Combine, March 2nd through the 5th on NFL Network as well as NFL Plus. Uh, One guy, maybe we'll see. That is Ohio State quarterback C.J. Stroud, number one on Bucky Brooks' top five quarterback prospects. If you would like to see the rest of the list, uh, let's see it because there's only four other names. Pretty familiar uh, you will become with these guys. Of course, the Ohio State signal caller is number one. Bryce Young, Bucky's number two quarterback. Hendon Hooker coming off knee surgery. Number three, Will Levis out of Kentucky. And then Tanner McKee from Stanford is Bucky's number five quarterback. Let's go through this list because you've got C.J. Stroud, one, Bryce Young, two, why? So this is really the classic case between Patrick, what you call the performer versus the prospect. The performer is Bryce Young because when you watch him play, he plays the game exactly how you want it played. Look, he can make all the throws. He's a terrific field general. He is dazzling in the clutch. The one issue that you have is the size does not necessarily stack up to the prototypical dimensions that you look for. And so durability becomes a concern. And C.J. Stroud, you have the prospect because, man, he checks off the box boxes from a physical dimension standpoint. When you watch him throw, he's arguably the best or the most natural passer that you'll see in this draft. When you go back and you look at his tape from the past two years, man, he can dazzle it. He can layer the ball. He can make every throw that you want to see. And so in this debate, you have to go with size. Uh, you have to go with the prototypes. And so that's why C.J. Stroud gets the nod over Bryce Young at this point. And that's one of the more common debates. You see those two. Not too many people have Will Levis at four uh, behind Hendon Hooker. Why do you have him down there? So here's the thing with Will Levis. Will Levis will get the comparisons with Josh Allen, and rightfully so, because when you watch them play, you can see similarities in their game. Also, similarities in their background when it comes to how they had to play with maybe a lesser supporting cast that didn't allow them to fully show off all of their talents. That said, the guy takes a ton of sacks. He has a bunch of turnovers. And when you watch him, sometimes he locks onto that primary. And so while his athleticism can buy him some time and maybe give him an escape, I think it's a lot to say that he is going to be the next Josh Allen. To me, he might be the biggest boom or bust at the position. And so that's why I have him for it. Yeah, we see guys taking chances on talent when a, a 
player exhibits t- the type of talent. Some people sometimes uh, it works. Take whistles. Sometimes it. Sometimes we don't know. One thing that we have felt pretty confident about over the past couple of years is that Will Anderson would be here in the top one of your top five edge rushers. We are finally here. Uh, what, what more is there to say about this prospect out of Alabama? Buddy? Uh, he's everything. I mean, he's everything he's one. Very productive player coming off the edge. You see him, height, weight, speed. You see the athleticism. You see the production. He has all that. He played under Nick Saban, who, and that machine that they have down in Tuscaloosa, they produce uh, A-level players in the National Football League. And so, to me, he's number one. He's the number one overall prospect in the class. There'll be some debate when it comes to Jalen Carter, but this guy is a difference maker, and we think about the way the game is. You better have a quarterback and you have to have pass rush to be able to play at a championship level. Yeah, we've seen everything that he's done. You, you have to wonder um, what he could have done oh. if they, the talent, we go back to the John Allen, the Daron Payne days. We haven't had a lot of guys come off of that defensive line in the first round. If they had the chance to play with Will Anderson, could have seen some different type of numbers. But who's, who's got a chance to come up the draft board at edge rusher right now? I would say keep an eye on Keon White from Georgia Tech. And the reason why is because this guy's a power player off the edge, but he has outstanding versatility, meaning he can play inside, he can play outside, he can play from a three-point, he can play from a stand-up position. You'll see him come off the edge with straight power rushes. You'll see him loop around and stunt. He can play in the games. And what I love about him and what most defensive coaches will love about him, nonstop motor. The dude is relentless in his approach. The energy never stops. And because of that, he is going to be a guy that always pushes to be a double-digit sack artist every year. I think the versatility gives him a chance to move up the board as we get closer to the draft. Yeah, just a wonderful time of the year as guys have an opportunity to see their stock go through the ceiling. But the past couple of years, and now in the second year, we're going to have some guys that don't normally get a chance to shine. Uh, shine, not only in the Legacy Bowl, but the second HBCU Combine coming up live Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern, showcasing the talent of 100 HBCU student-athletes hoping to earn a roster spot. Uh, Tulane's University's Yulman Stadium. Bucky, you get a chance to go uh, this year. What are you expecting to see come Monday? So I expect to see us put a spotlight on HBCUs. You talk about the legacy of the HBCU pipeline to the National Football League. Well, now we get a chance to see some of these guys put it on display. For the second year in a row, we'll have an opportunity to call the game. But more importantly, there's an HBCU combine where guys get a chance to show off their wares in front of the scouts. And so if you think about trying to make sure that scouts get around these players, to get around these institutions that have really produced talent for years, now you have an opportunity to see some of these guys have an opportunity to make a roster and eventually become contributors on some of these teams in the National Football League. Yeah, game coming up Saturday at 4 o'clock Eastern right here on NFL Network, the HBCU a Legacy Bowl presented by the Black College Football Hall of Fame. Can't wait to see uh, these guys get more opportunities and uh, get a chance. We're back on NFL Now. It's time for breaking news. It's coming into the NFL LA newsroom. New right now, Mike Garofolo reporting a few minutes ago that the Jets have brought in Derek Carr for a free agent interview. What can you tell us about the conversation? Maybe how it's going, Mike? Uh, Patrick, Derek Carr set to visit the Jets this weekend. Uh, both teams covering all their bases here as they go through the process. Derek Carr, uh, now a free agent, has a chance to speak to, as he put it, uh, uh, last week, all his friends, right, now that he's free. He can speak to all 31 teams. That's what he wanted from the Raiders. He wasn't granted it. So now he has got that process going on, and it begins with a visit to the Jets. Now, it really began before he was released with a visit to the Saints, who are still in play here. Uh, but Carr having the luxury of being able to take his time because all the other free agents can't sign until the start of the league year next month. So Carr meeting with the Jets 
who now have on their offensive staff his former offensive coordinator with the Raiders, Todd Downing. So there's the connection right there. And Downing obviously thinks highly of Carr. Now the Jets think highly of a number of free agent options. I know we've talked plenty about Aaron Rodgers, but we're waiting to see what Rodgers decides first, whether he wants to go back to the Packers or whether he wants to push for a trade out of Green Bay. The Jets would certainly be in the mix there. So let's see how this one goes. Carr had a good visit with New Orleans. Again, they remain in play. Let's see how this visit with the Jets goes this weekend. Patrick? Uh, there a chance maybe that they could lock something up before Aaron emerges from the darkness? Like how many friends is Derek going to get a chance to visit uh, before this thing is over? Uh, quite possible there could be others in the mix, but uh, I, I still think that the Saints are really a strong player. Uh, for him. Now, Carolina, we've talked about perhaps the Panthers going to have some interest as well, but the Panthers look into a number of options to fill their quarterback position, which could also include the draft as well. Uh, my understanding, Patrick, was Derek Carr was going to take about a week and up to two weeks from the start of being a free agent, which was earlier this week. So I, I don't know that we're going to get a signing out of this visit right here. This is a process that he is in the middle of right now. So, um, yeah, I, I believe he'll leave, evaluate his options. I don't know of any other visits scheduled. That doesn't mean that there aren't right now. Uh, but we shall see. I'm not expecting anything imminent as far as a signing. I like this. It's, a, it's like a pre-draft, pre-free agency, free agency, and it's something that we can all enjoy. And the news came courtesy this morning of Mike Garofolo. Thanks, Mike. The Bengals have playoff victories in back-to-back -back seasons for the first time in franchise history. Windows my whole career. Our window's always open. I never feel like an underdog. <laughs> Everyone talking about a neutral AFC championship game, not even thinking about you guys. You better send those refunds. Job's not finished. We got another big one next week on the road. Excited for it. Oh, what an early run it has been for Joe Burrow and the Bengals. And now that fifth-year option is looming. That deadline coming up on May 1st. Of course, not a lot of questions. Uh, Joe Burrow will remain a Cincinnati Bengal. The question is, how do they approach the free agency and the rest of the roster construction? Samaj P. Ryan, Hayden Hurst, Jermaine Pratt, Eli Apple, Von Bell, and Jesse Bates among their notable free agents in 2023. For more on the Bengals and how they move ahead, let's welcome in Jim Trotter and bring back Judy Batista. Judy, uh, you go first. Uh, how does this team, who came so close two years in a row, uh, go into 2023? Well, there is a shift for the Bengals now. It's no longer about building. It, it's about sustaining. You know, in previous years, they had to build up the defense. And then last year, they had to build up, rebuild the offensive line. And they did that. But now they're trying to keep it together because they've gotten so, so very close to winning a Super Bowl already. Obviously, priority number one, no question about it, is Joe Burrow is eligible for an extension. That is the biggest possible priority is getting him under contract. He is expected that he, he would reset the quarterback market, deservedly so. Um, and that will shape everything going forward in terms of what kind of money they have available for everybody else. But T. Higgins is also eligible for an, ex uh, an extension. And then you saw the list of free agents, um, both safeties are free agents. So they're going to have to pick and choose how they go about constructing the roster. We all know that the biggest bridge that a team has to cross is giving the franchise quarterback the big money deal. And then how do you keep the rest of it intact? The Bengals are at the foot of that bridge and they have to get across it now.
Yeah, Judy, there's no question that they have to address Joe Burrow and T. Higgins. But I would also argue that, that keep an eye on that defense from this standpoint. Three of their four starters in the secondary are free agents. And I know they used a high draft pick on a cornerback last year in the draft. But from that standpoint, what you're missing or what you're losing if you allow some of these veterans to walk away in that secondary is leadership and experience. So when you talk about Jesse Bates, when you talk about Von Bell, when you talk about Eli Apple, those guys have played a lot of games together and there is a, a synergy there among them. So from my standpoint, that's something you have to look at. And then also they have a couple of defensive backs who were big on special teams. So when you talk about Trey Flowers and you talk about Michael Thomas, they're both free agents. They played more than 60% of the snaps on special teams. So if I'm looking at the Bengals right now, obviously there's going to be a lot of focus on that quarterback position. But also, I think they have to take a look deeply at this secondary and address how they are going to handle that going forward. Yeah, it's a secondary and uh, under Lou Anarumo's leadership that went into Buffalo in the playoffs and put, that, put out a dominant performance. And let's move over to those Buffalo Bills and look at some of the things that are coming up for them this offseason. Devin Singletary, Roger Saffold on the offense, but then on the defensive side of the ball, Tremaine Edmonds, Shaq Lawson, Jordan Poyer, notable free agents in 2023. And Judy, uh, listening to what Jordan Poyer had to say on our air on Super Bowl Live uh, this week, it, it seemed like he wasn't sure uh, whether or not he would be back. How do the Bills approach these questions on defense? I heard that interview, too, and I, th I thought the same thing. I thought he sounded like he was prepared to go to free agency. Um, obviously, the franchise tag window is about to open, um, and that's a possibility for Jordan Poyer. But the Bills are going to have to make some decisions here because Tremaine Edmonds, who is a young, incredibly important linebacker in their scheme, he's only in his mid-20s. He's also a free agent. He's going to command big money. So they're going to have to decide if Foyer, who is already in his 30s, is somebody that you want to keep. Ideally, they would get him, try to get him under a multi-year deal to spread it out and not have to use the franchise tag. Um, or if you're going to put your money uh, on Edmonds, they've got some interesting decisions. And then once free agency opens, um, you know, the, the free agent pool for uh, wide receivers does not look like right now, like it's going to be very rich, but certainly uh, either in free agency or in the draft, the Buffalo Bills have to get another weapon to pair with Stefan Diggs. Yeah, Judy, I'm going to sound like a broken record here again and focus on the defensive side of the ball. You talk about their secondary with jo Jordan Poyer. Dane Jackson, who started 14 games last year at cornerback, is also a free agent. Micah Hyde, their talented safety, is coming off of a knee injury. So they have issues in the secondary that they need to address and be cognizant of. The other thing I would say to you is to keep an eye on their pass rush. We know they went out last year and got Von Miller to try and address that situation. He went down with that knee injury. He's on the other side of 30. So the question becomes, where is your pressure going to come from? Do you want to focus or believe and put all your chips that Von is going to be able to get it done? They did not have a player with more than eight sacks. They only had three total players who had more than six and a half sacks. So for me, I think they also have to focus on their pass rush as well as solidifying that secondary position going forward. Yeah, just how small the margins are and how different, different things uh, Von Miller has made teams in the past two years. Uh, we saw what he could do when he was there and when he was not there uh, this year in, in Buffalo. Let's switch to a team that won all the games in the AFC playoffs and then beat the Eagles in Super Bowl 57. The Chiefs win their second championship in four years. Big parade earlier this week. Uh, their championship window appears to be open for years to come, but what teams 
are going to be realistically in the hunt in 2023? Well, if you go to NFL.com slash Brooks, Bucky has an article just detailing the championship windows. So, so who's got the biggest window right now, Buck? Oh, uh, the team that you just saw on the parade, the Kansas City Chiefs. The Kansas City Chiefs can go because during a rebuilding year, they won a Super Bowl. Like, no one expected the Kansas City Chiefs to be able to lose Tyreek Hill, bring in a bunch of newbies on defense, and then hoist the trophy. So now that they've done it, they know how to win it, and those young guys got valuable experience. Look for the Chiefs to go back-to-back because, let's be honest, no matter what happens in the AFC West, they own the division. They won it seven straight years and counting. Who knows? They're already penciled in to be in the postseason. Then it's just a handful of games to, for them to win before they go back again. Well, I, I would agree with that. And for the reason that we were just talking about with the Cincinnati Bengals, the Chiefs have already crossed the bridge that you have to cross. And that is they gave Patrick Mahomes the big contract. And then they figured out a way to construct a roster that could win a Super Bowl. The year after you lose your most dynamic playmaker in Tyreek Hill, they were young on defense also. They are set up, uh, as Steve Mariucci, who is close to Andy Reid, told me. Andy Reid is 64, and he has the quarterback. You'd have to have your head examined to break that up. So they are set up for a few years to come. And I would also add the Bengals. I will take a page from Joe Burrow, who said it himself. The window is his entire career. But certainly while you have Burrow and Jamar Chase and T. Higgins and all of those weapons in place, as Jim was pointing out earlier, if they can keep some of those pieces intact on the defense, they are going to challenge again and for the foreseeable future. Yeah, there's not much for me to add or much meat left on that bone. You guys um, took all of it there. Look, as long as Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes are together, that window is open and they will chase championships. The other team that I would say for me would be Philadelphia from this standpoint. We see they finally have their franchise quarterback, and any team that is going to have a championship window open has to have that franchise guy, in my opinion. Secondarily, They've got a lot of draft capital going forward, and particularly with two first-round picks this year, they should be able to keep stockpiling talent if they continue to draft as well as they had. So from my standpoint, I think the Chiefs and the Eagles are the two teams that have the biggest window in terms of of longevity of chasing these championships. Uh, Contenders, uh, just on the basis of the way that they have the roster, the way they have continuity on the coaching staff, but we've seen these teams come within – you know, seconds and plays and the ball rotations of the ball of winning championships. Who's the team that hasn't made it to a championship game that you think uh, could have their window open? Come on, man. We cannot have a discussion about championship teams without bringing up the Dallas Cowboys. This is the year coming up that the Cowboys can maybe make it to the Super Bowl. Look, so I got to go bullish on America's team because you think about the quarterback, Dak Prescott. Mike McCarthy takes over the play call. And so Mike McCarthy has won a Super Bowl as a play call. He did it with Aaron Rodgers years ago. So now he gets a chance to really put his full imprint on this offense. We will see if Dak Prescott can make the leap from good to great. Because if he makes that leap with everyone else around him, all the Dallas Cowboys are right in the mix in the conversation of the Super Bowl team. All right. Can I go even further outside the box here? How about the Jacksonville Jaguars making a run at things? First of all, they are in an eminently winnable division. That's number one. And we saw Trevor Lawrence really take off towards the end of the regular season and then into the postseason. They're young, uh, they're hungry, and they will be in the second year with Doug Peterson. We saw the transformation he he made just in that one season that he's been there. I, I like the trajectory that the Jacksonville Jaguars are on here. Look, again, you guys have have taken all the meat off the bone. I'm with you, Judy. If I'm picking a dark horse, I think it is Jacksonville. They have been stockpiling talent over the years, which is one of the benefits of being so bad for so long. 
And now you have a head coach who understands how to utilize that talent and, and bring out the most in that talent. And we saw him do that with Trevor Lawrence this year. So for me, if I'm picking a long shot club to begin to open that window and potentially make a championship run, it would be Jacksonville. And guys, there's been a lot of talk about not believing a certain team could win the Super Bowl this week, especially for <laughs> Kansas City. So I'll cover all of our bases. I, I think we should play all the games. Everybody's championship window is open. We're just talking about the best teams from our perspective. I can't, I, that have I can't believe Bucky next. went with Dallas. I can't. I can't. I can't believe Bucky went with Dallas. I mean, it. more cowboy talk. Don't we ever get enough cowboy talk? He did it. They're a good team. They're, they're we had gone games one game for the past five years. Anyway, thanks to Jim. Thanks to Judy Batista. We'll continue here on NFL Now On. Team's got a new coach, D'Amico Ryan's in charge in Houston. What's his plan for the Texans as they prepare for this year's draft? Two first-round picks. Pro Football Focus's Mike Renner joins us after this on NFL Now. Win, 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 win. Yeah. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbiotica is your solution to great-tasting all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or artificial nonsense. It's just pure goodness in every pouch. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. That's C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A. Back here on NFL Now in the NFL Scouting Combine presented by No Bulls coming to Indianapolis March 2nd through the 5th. Don't miss the NFL's free fan events at Lucas Oil Stadium with football fun for the whole family. Next is here. Visit NFL.com slash Combine Access and get your free tickets today. Speaking of the 2023 NFL Draft, let's get a conversation with lead draft analyst at PFF, Mike Renner, uh, about the 2023 class. And let's start with the Houston Texans, uh, Mike. They've got two picks in the top 15. You guys have them taking uh, at number two, Will Levis. And then at number 12, Quinton Johnson, uh, the TCU wide receiver. What, what can you tell us about how these selections were made on the PFF mock draft simulator? Yeah, so if the Texans sitting at number two, if they do make a move up to number one, or if the Bears obviously go with the defensive lineman, I think that Bryce Young will be the guy they're targeting. But I anticipate Bryce Young being the number one overall pick, leaving the Texans as number two for the second quarterback available in this draft. And to me, the Will Levis connection makes too much sense. Bobby Slowick, the new offensive coordinator for the Houston Texans, coming over from San Francisco. Obviously, a lot of that staff coming over from San Francisco. And 
You have Will Levis coming from Kentucky, where he played under two different offensive coordinators from the Shanahan tree. So that connection just makes too much sense uh, to me. And then obviously, once you've got the quarterback, you need to get him that alpha number one type of wide receiver. And there is no better one in this draft class than Quinton Johnston. Six foot four, 215 pounds. At TCU, he broke 45 tackles on 115 career catches. Now, he has some issues to him. The full route tree, he's never going to be able to run. But he's a guy that reminds me a lot of DK Metcalf because at that size, he just presents so many matchup problems physically that he's that outside guy that can get down the football field and make plays to where that's the guy I want to be targeting for a brand-new quarterback, a rookie quarterback to develop. Yeah, we talked about talent on the offensive side. Let's look over on the defensive side. The Texans were able to get a corner in the top ten last year. De- Devin Witherspoon is, is getting some buzz at the cornerback position. Uh, what's, the, what's the standout thing about Witherspoon to you? I think it's his play style. He, he plays the game the way the Jalen Ramsey's, the Jair Alexander's of the world play the cornerback position in that he's not backing down from anybody. He's getting right up in your grill. He's going to challenge you every single play. And if you beat him, he's coming back the next play out for blood. This past season, he had on 113 press coverage snaps, he allowed one yard. That is the kind of what separates the men from the boys at the cornerback position is the ability to get up at the line, right one-on-one with a wide receiver and win consistently. Witherspoon did that better than anyone in this draft class. So yeah. He's the guy I'm going to bat for as CB1 in this draft class. It's in contention with the sauce stat from last year. One reception yard in press coverage is a banana stat. I can't wait to say that over and over again. Uh, Bucky was up here earlier. He mentioned Jalen Carter. If Jalen Carter lands on a particular team, you get to pick the team for him. Where's the best fit for you? I think it's the Chicago Bears. Now, one number one overall, I don't think it's too rich for him. He's that good of a defensive tackle prospect, may very well be the best defensive tackle prospect. We've scouted our nine years of doing this at PFF, right up there with Quinn and Williams. It's a little more powerful than Quinn and Williams, and he's been doing it his entire career. You go back to last year, that 2021 Georgia defensive line that had Trayvon Walker, the number one overall pick, Jordan Davis, Devontae Wyatt, three first-rounders at defensive line. Jalen Carter had the highest pass rushing grade of all of them. He was the best defense tackle that year, the best defense tackle in the country, far and away this year, highest graded in the Power Five to where, yeah, I don't want to overthink it. Going to Chicago with Matt Eberflus, they need a three technique. They use that in their defense, use that as a havoc-creating position. He'd be perfect for it. And, and in terms of not perfect prospects, Anthony Richardson has had some up and down times at, at Gainesville, but clearly physically uh, he's a step above of so many other quarterback prospects. How do you view him? in 2023 i'm a huge fan i think he's worth whatever risk you want to take if you want to draft this guy in the top 10 i'm on board with it because of exactly what you just said right there patrick he is a step above physically in terms of what he is capable of than anyone in this draft class any play you can think of as a runner as a passer this guy can execute because he has the high-end physical tools that compared to like the guys getting it done at the highest end in the nfl the mahomes of the world the josh allens of the world he possesses that ability. And I think the sort of production concerns are overblown. First three weeks of the season, really bad, 55.2 PFF grade. The rest of the season, 86.7. Saw massive improvement, improvement I'm willing to bet on. Yeah, and we'll see. we got some time for Richardson to impress the scouts and get in those interview rooms and change some things. You want to be impressed, uh, go to PFF.com and check out uh, Mike Renner's work and also the draft simulator uh, for, for those fans who are constantly living the dream uh, and want those picks to fall to them. So thanks to Mike, and we'll see you. And go check out uh, his work on Pro Golf Focus. Hey, folks, with names like Darrell Rivas, Joe Thomas and DeMarcus Ware. This year's Hall of Fame ceremony, one you don't want to miss. See more on how these legends first find out 
that they would be calling Canton home. Tune in tonight, 8 p.m. Eastern, for the Hall of Fame Knox. Welcome to Canton, right here on NFL Network. NFL Now is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower... 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthierhappenstogether. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. 